a really quick and exciting announcement to make. The Menopause and Cancer podcast is now also on YouTube, and I'm so excited that more people now get to watch our conversations. So the link to the YouTube channel is in our show notes. Please go and subscribe to the channel so that more people who need to hear our conversations are able to find them. Thank you. Hi, I'm Danny Bennington and welcome to my podcast. This podcast is for anyone who's been affected by cancer and menopause. I'll be speaking to special guests and menopause experts to help us find solutions to our symptoms and of course, address the greater picture. We're going to talk about everything from mental health to physical health, sexual health to bone health and everything in between. Nothing is off limits, welcome. And welcome everyone to today's episode on the podcast. How are you doing? I wonder where you are, how you're getting on. Thank you for tuning in. Today's a different podcast episode. I am not waiting for an amazing guest to join our conversation. I am going to talk to you about my last couple of months and about my experiences of those last couple of months. Because On my sticky note next to my desk, I've got my values for the podcast. I wrote them down last spring when I decided to host the Menopause and Cancer podcast. One is I wanted to create a judgment-free community, and I think we've really, really done it. There might be women who are doing the total opposite to you in terms of how they manage a certain situation or a symptom. And at the same time, I feel we can find a place where we support one another, lift each other up and not point a finger, blame each other and tell each other that we are wrong. And I really feel we've done it in our Facebook community with many different people doing different things. And that is okay. And um, I'm really proud of that community where we feel we can say it as it is without worrying about what other people might think of us or what their reaction might be. And the other thing on my sticky note is to share my truth with you all, because so many women are writing to me and sometimes I get long messages, longer emails. Sometimes it's just a short message on social media and you're all being really, really honest and you're sharing your truth. And I want to share my truth with you. Now, upon reflection for myself, mine is always a little bit delayed. So when I'm going through something in the midst of it I'm not very good I go into my own sort of personal lockdown and I think this is what's happened to me over the last couple of months I want to talk to you about it because a I want to stay true to my value for this podcast so that I can really feel this is the most authentic I can make it and on the other hand I want to share this with you because healing is not linear And healing doesn't come as expected, whatever it is we're healing from. Cancer diagnosis, menopause, it could be a life event, it could be something that wasn't even terrible, but we're still dealing with it many, many years down the line. And so again, let's not make this about what's the worst we're healing from. Sometimes we're healing from a repetition of little things and the accumulation of that actually really needs a little bit of addressing. Yesterday marked my 10 years since my first cancer surgery back in 2013, when my twins were two and Rosa was four. 
And from and to the outside world, not that many people know about that big day yesterday. Oh my gosh, you know, so much time has gone by 10 years. It's incredible. I was diagnosed with a triple negative breast cancer. It was really aggressive. Um, it was stage one, grade three. I had chemotherapy, radiotherapy, um, surgeries, plenty of surgeries. And I'm here 10 years on doing all these amazing things. My biggest worry was always that I wouldn't see my children start school. And I have watched them even leave the house on their day when they all started secondary school. I have been so, so lucky to be here, to be part of this amazing technicolored life and world, to meet so many people, to do amazing things, to be a mum. And I know how lucky I am. And at the same time, my last couple of months were really, really difficult. And again, it's when healing throws a curveball at you and you're suddenly back to the very muddy, very painful waters, or I felt where I was 10 years ago. I'm not going to go into the ins and outs of my symptoms, but I had very random and weird symptoms back in December last year. And, you know, I've learned my lessons. I am not going straight to thinking, oh my gosh, this is all terrible. It's all cancer. I did the right thing. I went to my GP. The GP initially said there is actually nothing to worry about. Have a good weekend. But the GP phoned me back three or four days later and said, just to be on the safe side, let's send you for an MRI and refer you back to oncology. And when I had that phone call, my whole body went into total shock and the whole trauma of the last 10 years seeped back into every single cell of my body. I was convinced that is it. I was then referred for a brain MRI. Christmas happened. I was going home to Austria. I couldn't make the appointment. So there was a real delay, not because of the NHS, not doing things quickly enough, but also how I was available for it and I was away. And so the whole Christmas period was really, really difficult. I had weird and odd symptoms. I was waiting for that brain MRI and I was in a really, really dark place. I had all the physical symptoms of anxiety. It stopped me from eating. I lost weight, which then worried me. Is it because of another reason I've lost weight? I had blurred vision. I couldn't swallow properly. My heart rate was through the roof. And every single waking day, my thoughts were consumed with the what ifs. And at the same time, I was nearing this 10 year date and I just felt there was such huge pressure. I then had the good news that my brain MRI was fine and the oncologist referred me for a spinal MRI. And I can tell you now it's all fine. My the investigations were finished and concluded. And last week I had my last sort of chat with the oncologist saying from their point of view, um, there is nothing to worry about. And so this is all really, really wonderful news. And at the same time, what I want to say to you, it's really shook me and um, really touched me to my bone again. And I really, really didn't do very well with my mental health. I have such a well-stacked toolbox, as you know, from my yoga to my meditation, to all this cognitive behavior therapy, the counseling I did in the past, the hypnotherapy, the lovely food I cook all the time, all these amazing things. And I tried to put them into action, but I couldn't really sustain much. 
one thing I did sustain was my yoga practice because people come to my classes and without knowing it, that was the best thing. So if you've turned up to one of my yoga classes over the last couple of months, I can't tell you how much you have helped me. You've helped me anchor a little bit more in the present moment. I couldn't then let my mind take me into the future or the past too much. And probably without knowing, I wanted to thank you. It's been really, really wonderful. The other thing that has really helped me was to just plug into meditations. And I just Googled them now, 30-minute meditations to fall asleep to or for anxiety or stress relief. And that's really helped take the edge off. But throughout this whole time, I really wasn't doing what, where I thought, how I thought I would cope all these years on. And what I realized is this initial trauma, this uncertainty in my body is still there. However much I've done and however hard I have tried over all these years to get on, to move on, this has really, really impacted me. And I sort of, in terms of work, I did, I guess, my bare minimum. I coped, but I wasn't thriving at all. And I wasn't enjoying life at all. I was actually really scared for my life. It showed me that this absence of security in my body is still really, really strong after all this time. And why I wanted to share this with you is that if you are on a healing journey that is very different to what you expected it to be, whenever you decided you had an expectation or that expectation just happened, I think it's okay. I mean, I know I tell myself it's okay. And at the same time, I was surprised and upset at quite how much this has impacted on me. Yesterday, I spent a very average and mundane day. I had dinner with the twins. I Then my daughter came back from a school trip, my eldest daughter, and I was in the house with my three daughters. And as I looked at them and cuddled them, and there was the usual bedtime shenanigans going on, I just knew how lucky I was. And I felt also really humbled. I felt very much this was a really, really big reminder at how fragile my life is and at how much healing perhaps I also have to do. And so I didn't want to hide behind another guest expert and their amazing expertise on today's episode. I just wanted to share with you a little bit of my truth. There's a couple of other things I want to add. When I'm going through a period of intense worry, trauma, um, anxiety, I can't share. I go into my personal lockdown and even with very, very close people and close friends, I can't share. I can't open up in a way. I can now because I have since spoken about it and the closer I sort of move to having you know, my second MRI and more tests and scans, the more I was able to say a little bit, but really I go into very much my personal lockdown. And I shared with my husband, who is always amazing, uh, with my mother-in-law, a couple of very close people in my life. But apart from that, I, I can't share. And I don't want to say this is good or bad. This is just how I process and how I go through things. And if we can take anything away from us, then I think we need to give ourselves more um, almost more sort of authenticity towards doing things how they just roll for us. Because 
maybe sharing in that moment of time isn't the right thing for me to do. Maybe I just need to process on my own until I get to a certain stage. Or maybe you're the person that shares all the way through and that's the right thing for do. Let's not worry about the noise out there. Let's not worry about what other people do. Other people might really readily share their whole journey through chemotherapy and hair loss. And you might just want to hide away and pretend life is normal. And I think all of those, how we deal with it, how we navigate it, all of those doings can coexist and there is no right or wrong. I have learned a little bit out of my own toolbox and the things I teach on my menopause programs, the things I teach um, at workshops and at all these other uh, things I do. And that is to try and think outside the box. And I have thought outside the box and I am proud of myself. One thing you'll always hear me say is, is there something you haven't tried? Is there a medication you haven't tried? I think we should give things a go, at least consider them. Because the worst thing we can do is dismiss something because we don't know enough about it or we've heard bad things about it or we are just not inclined that way because I think that might be a disservice to how we're doing and how we could be doing. And so I applied that to myself over the last two months. And one thing I always wish I had had the help with in the very early months and maybe the first couple of years in my initial diagnosis, I thought I should have really been on a late antidepressant or something like that to help me get through those really, really heightened months and years of heightened anxiety, panic attacks, and really just not being able to focus on the present moment. And so I did just that. I phoned my GP and I said, I am really, really struggling. My anxiety is through the roof. I am catastrophizing all the time. I, I cannot stop my mind going through, that's it. Danny, you might not make it till the end of the year. It's my thoughts just took me to the darkest and darkest of places. And I said to my GP, is there something you can help me with? And the GP talked me through beta blockers, antidepressants, and something in between. Can't remember what he said. And I decided to have some beta blockers prescribed. And I took them because they did in on some days really, really helped me with my heart rate that was 170 sitting down. I felt like my heart was coming out my throat. It helped me with those physical symptoms, that nauseousness, that not being able to eat, that blurry sort of vision of anxiety. It helped me with those symptoms. Sadly and annoyingly, it didn't help me switch my thoughts off, which is really what I wanted, but it did help me. I have stopped taking them a few weeks back already. And now I feel grateful that I have added something else. I have tried something else. It wasn't actually a big deal. I didn't need myself to wean off these. Um, and they were there to help me bridge a few days, a few weeks. And I'm pleased I did because it's something I've never done before. And so I, I added something to my toolbox. And so I have applied my own teachings to my own life. And I'm pleased I did because it's really helped me through a few very difficult weeks. So I think I'm getting to the end of sharing my um, truth with you. If at all you're reflecting how this translates into your own life, then often it's this parallel universes between what's going on in our own head and 
the experience of what's going on for you from your outside world. And that is like we're on different roller coasters or different motorways and everyone is going down a different track. And I think for me, it really, really highlighted and heightened how how quickly my trust in my own body went this time, how fragile it is, how fragile my experience in my security is, and how I went into this very personal deep lockdown um, with very poor mental health very, very quickly, and how I tried to get myself out, but I couldn't. And perhaps what I want to share with you here is, is it's often a certain way from the outside. It's often very different for someone experience this and it really sort of highlighted for me that we need to be so judgment free and so open-hearted with one another because we never know what's going on and whenever people are ready to share we will listen open-heartedly and we will take on board what they share with us like I'm sharing with you today because I feel ready to share and I feel I can add value because if you're sitting at home and you're thinking, gosh, my healing was by far what I expected it to be, and I'm still many years on, still feeling X, Y, and Z, then at least you know that I am the same <laughs> and you're not alone and that we're all navigating our life and our responses to our current situation, but also our past trauma and things that happen to us in so many different ways. I think that's all I want to say for today. If you want to come onto the podcast with me and share a little bit of your own story, email me. We've got an amazing lady um, coming onto the podcast very soon who, after I ask her, was very happy to share her own story. If you want to share your story, come and email me and we'll take the conversation from there. Because I think what I realized through my own experience is there's so much we can do and our experts are all just so amazing. And at the same time, this healing, this processing, this sitting on our own sometimes with our biggest fears and biggest desires and wishes is something that we need to do by ourselves. It's work we do. We can have support, of course, but we do something. We do this by ourselves and it's good to talk about it, isn't it? I also wanted to end this with a poem that I kept reading over and over again over the last couple of months. And it's called Just Noticing, Just Noticing by Donna Martin. When I need some balance, the sound of silence sings its song and carries me so gently to a land beyond its right or wrong. When I need an insight, the whispers of the old wise ones can penetrate the fog of thoughts and bring a light that's like a sun. And when I need uplifting to rise above heart heaviness, a sense of joyful gratitude can bring a smile of happiness. But when I am too weary to hear the song of silence sing, when whispers stop, no smile, no joy, I rest into just noticing. Just noticing whatever's there, a breath comes in, a breath goes out. Surrounded by and filled with air, just noticing becomes my prayer. By Donna Martin. Thank you for listening. As of next week, 
normal services resume on our menopause and cancer podcast and i wish you all the best on your probably really complex journey of healing and navigating life post-cancer sending you big hugs all the best <laughs>